good morning, good afternoon, good day, whatever it might be, we are here again. Unfortunately, we aren't live with you today. We are, I'm, I'm on location. Oh, that's a different show, isn't it? Sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm in the car, I'm out and about. Martin, you are, well, tell me where you are, Martin. Yeah, I'm in the boardroom. I'm in the boardroom. Good morning, good morning, good afternoon. Hello, how are you? Good week. You're in your car. Well, actually, it looks like it's somebody else's car. You hired a car for the day. It's a bit clean and posh for you. Um, <laughs> good. I'm, just, I'm just laughing politely because <laughs> inwardly, I really want to murder you. <laughs> no change there, then. Been the same for the last 10 years. Um, so you are the Kirsty Orsop of Devon today, are you? Then? So you're on location, location, location. Well, I'm, I'm in the car park outside my office. Um, uh, <laughs> so it's just right. So it's meant to be, isn't it? The the calm after we've had the storm. But I, I'm not finding it. It's still very busy. It's still s supply and demand, but it's still busy. You you think that the sort of like the sizzle has gone off the sausage of it, don't you? But I'm, I'm not so convinced. Well, you've got to remember, you are working into the house, national house pricing. Uh, house prices have come out, house price growth. Yeah. Devon has been one of the highest growth areas in the country. You know, most agents who are listening to this will have had clients that have considered relocating to Devon over the last few months as um, the move to the green or whatever it's been titled, move to the coast and country has, um, has been about. And so you are sat there in the middle of one of the hottest markets in the UK. But what I'd like to say is that outside of rural Devon, then for me, I think, the sizzle has gone out the sausage a little bit and sizzle has gone out the sausage a bit. It's a good market. It's a healthy market. It's a confident market. Things are selling really well. Um, we are still seeing for really good properties, multiple buyers for those properties. There's, but actually just cooling back a little bit, pulling back, dropping down a gear, pulling back a little bit is actually giving people confidence to come to the market. They don't feel quite so pressured, quite so intimidated by the market they're actually now wanting to engage because it feels like it's a more controllable pace but it's good and it's healthy and things are selling um so certainly no complaints from the middle section of the country in any way shape or form but it's um it's um just cooled back a little bit and interesting i mean what a week last week turned out to be in terms of the end of the stamp duty and speaking to some conveyances this week where they've all <laughs> they're all on holiday but they were <laughs> but speaking to some conveyances they're trying to catch their breath although um have had a couple of slight grumblings from people that maybe their conveyances haven't picked up their files from the end of August, new sales going in because they've been concentrating in September, all hands to the pump on exchanged income that fee earners haven't necessarily been opening their files from those sales that are now four weeks going into five weeks down the line. So interesting times in the market, but interesting, yeah. you know, you've got the report, I think, on how house yeah. prices have been growing and in different areas. Give us a key fact on that, Grifter. So, so this has come out from Zoopla and I just thought it was really quite interesting that the, the headline was the value of the average home has increased by 44 pounds a day in the last six months alone that's the average home 
that's phenomenal. I mean, God, I mean, other key takeaways are that the housing market is moving at its fastest pace for five years with sales agreed on homes in less than 30 days on average. And that is totally, absolutely correct, because sometimes we get these superb reports, don't we, from from the, the good, the bad and the ugly, and they bear no realism or no um, correlation whatsoever to what's going on the ground. So actually, it's quite nice that Zoopla has come out with this one. Um, and the, the last key takeaway, that house prices in Wales were up 10% year on year, the highest of any region. Excellent. Oh, well, I, like I like my stats. So and basically, the other thing is they're saying that £30 a day increase between July 2020 and January 2021. But the last six months alone was £44 a day increase. That's quite wow. nice. So the market statistically peaked around springtime. I, I, I think that reports is April, doesn't it? it? I can't see that on mine. Mine says July to twenty twenty to January twenty twenty one was thirty pound a day, and then the last six months after that, it's gone up forty four pound a day. That's what I was focusing on. I was just thinking, my God, those are, that's phenomenal figures. That's that's amazing. And so now are we seeing that the foot's coming off the accelerator a little bit? And I don't think we have. Although stock, I mean many agents are down to single figures in terms of what they've got available so the knock-on of that is what's in your pipeline have we got enough to take us through to the end of the year uh, yes but actually a lot of agents are going to be going oh I work my self to death i was going to use a rude weapon i was <laughs> work myself to death to get to that the end of september now we've come into october where, where and it's too late because you need to have been horizon scanning like we've talked about on previous podcasts um that you have to have got in place this resilience and a plan to be able to build things through in fact i was talking earlier today about to a client and i'm talking launch on boxing day because We've had these harder market or had situations where we've gone into a harder market. We've had situations where we've gone into a new year where you might have a bank of nice sale agreed. So that's all gone. And you're going, and I dare I say it, we're going to the new year and you haven't got any stock ready to come to the market. And I think that that is probably going to be the situation. And nurturing your clients is absolutely key. You, you mentioned about, you know, now the pressure's gone off or the the, the the bubble the scissor has gone out slightly a lot of people are thinking mm, i might want to sell and I, I think that that definitely will be the case and i think that we'll have a resurgence next next year but i think we're just going to take it steady to, to the end of this year which gives us time to to deal with all the other things that we need to do doesn't it but it's comforting to feel that unlike last year that there is a that seasonal trend that large m in activity um with an autumn surge an autumn boost of activity we had august it's a little bit quieter for lots of agents september picked back up for lots of reasons but autumn is traditionally a stock building time isn't it this is where we motivate people to be going to the market so we've got some stock going into the winter or some stock to launch into the new year and um, some inventory to sell so encouraging people to decide to treat now is a really important a really really yeah. important thing to do so all those activities that we've spoken about on podcast but people have been doing yeah. for years in terms of building rapport having conversations building trust now more than ever it's a stock building time so that you've got at the end of this year plenty of stock to go into or as much stock as you can get your hands on um yeah. at the end of this year and going into next year so now more than ever everybody focusing on stock building stock building stock building definitely um, and, an and a key date a key date that, that came out um from another industry body um was that if you haven't got your house on the market by the 20th of october 
that mm. you wouldn't be moving before Christmas. Well, I think that's kind of a, a given, to be perfectly honest. But it's just yeah. another way of getting out and educating potential vendors, landlords, investors, that actually there is still a market just because the stamp duty has changed. It's still buoyant. It's still very resilient. I'm loving that word this week. Um, really and, and we have to be market makers. We have to make this market because, you know, I mean, a lot of people have said that we've we've been order takers, isn't it? We're deal makers, order takers. We've got to be market order takers makers. rather than deal. I like me. I like market makers. This is brilliant. Making it happen, market yeah. makers. That's the yeah. name. That's the title of our new book. You watch. Others will be using market makers by the end of the week. You watch. <laughs> It'll be there. It'll so, and, be and there. on that note, I just want to say you hear a lot of things first from Martin and myself, and then they seem to get regurgitated, you know, many times over by other people. So we will be using. Hashtag you heard it here first. <laughs> yes, but imitation is the greatest form of flattery. So I know that you hate, I know that you hate um, silly anniversary, international and national um, days, but I have got the best one ever because tomorrow, as it's now Wednesday, so the Thursday, the 7th of um, October, um, is World Bathtub Day. This is this is brilliant for estate agents, isn't it? You can take look and think of all the all the avocado um, bath suites you could take a photograph of, or some sexy bath in front of a window in a stylish loft apartment that you can take photos of and share them on your social media page. Um, joking aside, there's some quite good um, national and international days yeah. coming along, isn't there? Yeah. In terms of mental health day. And um, you were saying about one on the 10th of October. Yeah, on Sunday. I think it's it's World Mental Health Day, um, Mm -hmm. which is obviously one of the buzzwords and a really important thing, not just as an employer, but as an employee to understand that, you know, the whys and way for. And um, St John's Ambulance have really got behind this one. And um, I was quite impressed, went on their website and they've got a number of free e-learning modules, um, all to do with, um, you know, support in the workplace, They've got mental health first aid training and they look at it on a practical approach and real life scenarios. And there's lots of knowledge and skills to be gained by by doing one of these sort of free online courses. Um, And it's just it's refreshing yourself, isn't it? That actually to understand the signs of it, but also to make sure that you're okay as well. And we've talked quite a lot about mental health and and support um, and, and resilience and the ability to cope. Um, because we have had some really challenging periods of time and it's just, you know, there's a lot of stress, um, a lot of anxiety and and we've just got to be able to manage it. And if you're not able to manage it, you need to know where to go for support, really. Really important, isn't it? Because we deal with a stressful job in now and in the last two years, stressful times. If you're dealing with people who are conducting one of the top three most stressful things in their life, some of that stress is passed on to you. And it, yeah. there's been a lot of pressure. There's just not been enough hours in the day. It doesn't matter which element of the job you've been doing. There's a lot of pressure out there. And I always say to my teams and my managers that with the amount of team, people that we have within our teams, 50% of them will be having some sort of crisis or difficulty or challenge going on at home, yeah. let alone in the um, office. And sometimes it's just as simple as how using the door of the branch as 
a barrier. So if it's a rubbish time at work that you leave it at work and when you go home, you can forget about it. It's an escape. Equally, if it's difficult at home, using the door of the branch to have some escape when you are at work. So it's mm. different environment, gives you different headspace. Um, but identifying those um, key issues when people really are struggling and how to support people and where to look is is difficult but something that we really need to know about in our industry massively important and that free um free e-learning advice on st john's ambulance is really important and i'm really glad that on the 10th that there's a bit of highlight behind it so very important for all industry but especially our industry this last 12 months and many of us business owners or entrepreneurs are responsible for employees' well-being, um, you know, first aid, health and safety training, all of those things in, in our businesses. So we've just got to be, you know, whatever business you've got, you, you need to be aware of those items. And and I know that last week we talked as well about responsibility and things you should be doing in the office. And and um, and I I sort of looked and said, well, what's what Monday jobs have you got? So do you know what Monday jobs Ooh. are? Martin? No, what's a Monday job? I know what a Friday job is. <laughs> in about half past four it's going to the pub but what's a monday job a monday job is basically just looking looking around your office and assessing it as though you were you weren't a, an, an employer or an employee you're an independent consumer yeah and you look around and just checking off what you should have displayed in the office because there's a number of points and, and legalities and things that you have to cover mm. off um in your office yeah. um and that you you will be responsible for and again we've been very busy we've been order takers um we need to get back to being market makers and making sure that we're compliant and i'm desperately looking for my little bit of notes now that i've written down here about my monday jobs and i can't but, find it Important on two levels. One from a when just the presentation of your work yeah. location to the general public, but also yeah. the the things that you have to have. And have you got yeah. a list of them then? Yeah, so things you've got to display. I mean, if you're starting off as a Monday job outside the office, make sure that you're looking at your window displays. You know, is, is everything have have you got your EPC ratings displayed? Because that's a legal requirement. Um, you know, do you have do you have your membership of the TPO, the ombudsman? You know, it's your sticker on the wall on on the outside. So if your office is shut, you're still closed. Looking in, you know, are you prominently displaying it? Because that is a requirement as well. Not only as your membership of TPO, but I believe it's a legal requirement as well that you have to show the consumer that you are a member of this body um whilst i'm on that i would say that those agents that have got stickers up still saying that they won awards in like 2011 and 2012 get those down for goodness sake that's 10 years ago now other things that you, you need to grumpy old uh, I, I know i'm a bit grumpy today sorry because I, I, I haven't eaten anything i think so i've been so busy <laughs> um, but that's not um, great for your mental health is it you need to give time for lunch Thank you. You do. And uh, the other thing that's really important is when you come into an office, if you're a limited company, for instance, under the Companies um, Act, you have to have your registered office, your details, who your directors are. Again, I've been into agents' offices to collect keys recently and not seen anything like that. Not, and also lettings agents, you need to have your fees displayed, don't you, tenant under the, fees, yeah. the Tenant Fee Act, the so landlord and tenant charges that you've got that are going to be legal charges and not ones that you've pretending to charge for as we've seen recently that some agents have been hauled through the coals for that anyway um professional indemnity insurance client money protection you should have all of this out there your risk assessment 
that should be readily available. I think there's been some comments know. recently, yeah, about um, HSE coming out. So the, the health and safety executive coming out and doing spot checks and wanting to see your risk assessment. Um, AML, checking that your AML policy is current. Um, we've just reviewed ours because we've changed the process. And, and I've realised that actually my deputy money laundering officer ha has left. So I need to make sure that I have done that now, if anyone's listening. Um, and uh, and that's <laughs> <laughs> and that's all up that's all up to date as well so the compliance side of it ne never stops fire exits have you got yeah. you know have you blocked a fire exit with your handbag have you, have you done that martin sort of propped a fire door open with your handbag recently no um my man bag yes um but yeah your health and safety forms who's your fire officer where's your first yeah. aid box accident book yeah. all of those things need to be there um yeah. and your health and safety yeah and and sometimes it's a good time to be doing it isn't it your health and safety at work poster that needs to be prominently yeah. displayed. Yeah. So and there's, the there's lots of things. There's lots yes. of things. And I took that down as a Monday job that you just tick that off each week and just double check that it's there. No one's picked up the last consumer guide or the how to rent act or or you know how to buy guides that we're again meant to be displaying from from the government um, and that you you haven't had the last one of those go and there's there's nothing there. So it, it's quite interesting that. Just the amount of compliance as a business owner, whether you're in sales, lettings or any type of business, that you've got to have these items displayed, really. And a COVID statement. That's the other thing. Well, we were talking weren't we, last week about having your COVID policy being reviewed. The world's changing from a COVID yeah. point of view. But what is your COVID plan for weeks and months in the future? And understanding what is your contingency plan? What is the situation with COVID? Um there seems to be a lot of cases out there at the moment. Um, yeah, you're just starting to find that it's it's people that like, I know, friends or acquaintances mm. or family members that are actually just coming down with it now. And it it's my middle son's had it, for instance. And um, mm. you know, it uh, it's going to be here for a little while. I know we're managing etc., but we just need to manage it within our businesses as well, really, really sensibly and properly, and um, and just take that really, you know. The upper hand there. So let's talk about something a bit more light-hearted. Yeah, we got need very to do deep, that didn't now. we? My we goodness, did, we yeah. got very deep. Where are you going? I, I very much like the Twitter um link, which is very oh, this is brilliant this week. Yeah. Oh, okay, yep. Yeah, sorry, yep. Yeah. I thought you were going to talk about Facebook going down and Twitter putting a tweet out there saying hello, absolutely everyone, and Burger King and McDonald's, very clever social media managers. Really tapping into that. Very, very good. But you weren't going to say that. So carry I was on. Gonna say that, but, but thank you for mentioning about that. Because obviously a You're lot welcome. of people's lives, I think, on Monday evening came to a grinding halt, didn't it, when Facebook went down. And it actually meant I had to talk, so much talk time. People I know. I found out how people's days were and everything. <laughs> So, but the very British problems things that have come up this week is three word horror stories. And sometimes when you've had a really bad day or it's been a challenging day, it's a tough day. You just need something a little bit more lighthearted that you can actually just laugh, like belly laugh out loud. And you just go, oh, my God, that's so funny. Why didn't I think of that? And very British problems is exactly one of those. So I'm going to just run these past you a few and just see if you would believe these to be the same three word horror stories as, as I do. OK, so. Still no petrol. Oh, God. No, real problem. Real, real problem. I need some tonight. I'm going to try and get three hours down the road. I need some diesel tonight. A quick word. 
always fills oh. me with horror that thinking oh god what have i done what are you gonna say <laughs> literally literally took me back to be my the old senior partner saying martin a quick word boom look literally my palms are sweating as you do it that's horrible <laughs> Uh, the next one I really liked, which a lot of us ladies, and I know you because you like your hair forward as well, um, is just a trim. <laughs> oh, my God. Horror. No, I don't know. <laughs> um, the other one might be fun when you clearly know it's not going to be fun in any way, shape or form. But you can't think of anything else to say. You'll be fine. Oh, I don't like that one. It'll no, all be okay. No, no, you'll no, be no. fine. Like just before you're about to run a marathon, you'll be fine. No, I you'll won't. I've done no training. <laughs> have you have you entered the ballot for the London Marathon that closes this week? No, have you? No, maybe. Not yet. Not no. yet. But is that a challenge? Are you putting down a gauntlet challenge? I, I'll enter if you enter. Although if you do get a place, you have to stick to it. You can't waste these places. So I think when you've got the hype, haven't you, of the marathon just having taken place, which is absolutely brilliant. And I always think, yes, I want to put that on my bucket list. You know, before I'm 45, I want to do that. And then you think it all, it's like one of those, it's like, it's a good idea at the time. But actually in the cold light of day, you just think, what was I thinking? Yes, I know, but we've not had a bottle of wine. So at the moment, it's good. No, I know. So, and then the other three that really make me laugh is quick video call, because there's no such thing as a quick video never, call. That never, never happens. Meet and greet. Oh, my God. Horror. Ah. And then, honestly, you choose. No, I make decisions all the time. You choose. <laughs> wow. I like that. What was that then? So that was on Twitter. That's on Twitter. Very British problems. They've got a book as well. And it's um, it's just all the things that, you know, you think in your mind and this kind of like Twitter feed, this chap has, has put it into um, a really, really good uh, like social content. And it just it makes me laugh out loud at that and the innocent tweets, the innocent drinks tweets. Yeah, they're very, very good. Clever. I like them. I like very them. Clever. So, yeah, all good. All good. So one of the big things that has happened outside of our industry this week is some reworking of the travel restrictions and the um, traffic light system so that people are now starting to be able to go on holiday. Holidays, they're a bit of a nightmare now that your team wants to actually go on one um, as you're racing towards the end of the year. Um, so holidays. But it started me thinking, do you know what's the best thing about Switzerland? No. I, I don't know, but the flag's a big plus. <laughs> So laugh at your own jokes. <laughs> laugh at your own jokes. Honestly. Oh, God. Geography lesson so, as well. So there's lots that, that we've kind of covered. Um, we've talked about like compliance and things. And I know, Martin, you've put together for our listeners, haven't you, a checklist. Um, and uh, if you get in touch with myself or Martin, we'll send you through Martin's brilliant checklist that he's put together, which is just exceptional. Um, and what we're going to talk about, because we haven't got time now. I know we're all challenged with our time. Um, but really we're just going to put it out there and we've been order takers we need to be you know deal makers market makers um who is using and i'm holding this up the declaration of offer in writing because there's been a few agents who are starting now to put and, and they used to do it and some people have taken down i know you you've taken it down um but putting that ability to make an offer on your website back to make it easier for that buyer to make an offer or putting it down if you're a tenant as well actually i want to take that property fill out your application form so 
we want to talk about this on a later show, don't we? Just about what information needs to be included. What should you have up front if you've got multiple offers? What detail are you taking? I just think it's quite a little important discussion we should have on the website, make an offer or not. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be interesting to see what everybody else is doing out there to see how they're trying to make it simple. Because we do need to make it simple. Don't we? We're very good as an industry at putting challenges and putting problems in the way. We're actually far better if we can just make it simple. But there's no easy solution to that technologically wise at the moment, is there? No, but we want to keep those digitalized processes in place to, to so you can do something at a click of a button and you've got that digital print um, or that kind of like, what's the word? I want like the, the what's the word? What's it, you know, when you've got like the, digitalization? No, not digitalization. When you've got the log, you can go back and see it. That actually the offer came in at 10.42 a.m. I put oh, it okay. through to the vendor at 11 o'clock. It's that digital history imprint. Imprint. Yeah, that was which is really important because if anything does go wrong and the ombudsman gets involved the first thing they're going to ask you for is a timeline of events so really important yeah. that we've still got that yeah absolutely uh, and we're going to talk about aren't we about how we feel when we get a bad google review or a facebook review because i think that's really important because a lot of us myself included and you take it very much to heart when we get a bad review and and it really kind of affects us and i think we're going to talk about that on a future show about how you deal with it good great responses um and um but doing it in a in a really mm, subtle way without without saying you're a complete idiot mr vendor mr landlord i'm sorry you know but you just you work really hard and we just want to talk about that don't we and about how you deal with good and bad reviews and the importance of reviews so yes we're going to do that which is a really good place to sort of wrap up today's show because it would be nice to see the those two areas have been things that people have requested that we talk about and um, and it would be nice to have an understanding of anything else that you'd like us to discuss we want to report from the coal face we'd like to put our spin on it as well um do you think you might get back into an office next time for your De definitely boxing. next week definitely next week it's just all over the place this week which is great and we'll go live next week so we'll be live at 8 35 for house of property but in the meantime thank you very much griff to have a good rest of the week everybody please be brilliant be proactive and more than anything be kind thank you so much for tuning into house of property today if you like what we've done and what we've talked about you like our little show please share with us with all your friends family facebook we're on facebook youtube spotify wherever you've managed to get your podcast because we'd like to continue to spread our word and help as many people in business and property as we can have a great rest of the week everybody take care bye bye